Our scripture passage this morning and our sermon is brought to you by our confirmation class. They are learning today, or they learned at nine o'clock about the church and what the church is. And I thought, what better than to continue with their lesson in worship for all of us? So our scripture today comes from the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 4 through 2. Hear the word of the Lord. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, see I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word and they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness and into marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you for drawing us into your presence this morning. We ask God that you would just send your spirit. May it move freely amongst us and within us so that our hearts would be softened, our ears would be opened, so that we could hear your word fresh and new for this morning. May we be challenged by it, built up by it, encouraged through it, and drawn into closer relationship to you through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. We pray this in his holy name. Amen. So remember Robin Williams in that hilarious movie, Mom Forever? No? You don't know that one? No? Well, that's what they call it in Italy anyway. We know it better as Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, I told you this is inspired by confirmation, so I'm going to ask for some input today, okay? Some American-made movies and TV shows end up with very different names by the time they reach foreign ground. Growing Pains, who remembers that one? In Germany, they call it Our Loud Home. And in Italy, parents wear blue jeans. So now I'm going to put you on the spot. Again, confirmation, call it out. It's okay. I'm going to give you some titles, and we'll see if you can figure out what the show is. In the Shoes of Satan, the Devil Wears Prada, really good guess. I would agree with that, but in Bulgaria, that's what they call Breaking Bad. 
This is my favorite show, one of them, I should say. It's called A Crazy in the Area. This is all I hear. That is what Brazilians watch when they tune in for Fresh Prince in Bel Air. <laughs> all right, how about in Spain, this is a hit show. It's called The Girl from the TV. Mary Tyler Moore Show. <laughs> and then the last one, in Germany, Barbed Wire and Clean Heels. I know, Hogan's Heroes. Sometimes, things can get lost in transla translation. And the same happens with the church. Over time, we can lose the original meaning. Where do you go to church? What does your church look like? How does your church worship? Is it a big church? Is it a little church? Does it have stained glass? Does it have screens? How does your teacher preach? What am I supposed to wear at church? All of these questions could lead someone to believe something about the church that's just not true. Mainly that the church is just a building. That it's somewhere we go, not something we are. That it's just a physical house built of cold, dead stone, but it's so far from that. The Apostle Peter explains this. He says, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. So according to Peter, the church is a spiritual house constructed with the finest of living stones. Those living stones that make up the church are people. Apostles and prophets, saints and martyrs, pastors and lay people, men and women and children, you and me. In the Old Testament, God's presence dwelt first in the Ark of the Covenant and then in the temple in Jerusalem. But in the New Testament, God's presence filled a single precious stone a chosen jewel, a rare gem. The fullness of God dwelt in a human body, a living stone we call Jesus. And that priceless stone was rejected and tossed aside by the people of earth. But after three days, God raised it up and made it the foundation and the cornerstone of a new temple. That living stone began to draw other living stones to itself. And stone by stone, rock by rock, these believers were assembled into a new dwelling place for God's spirit. In the Old Testament, God had a temple for God's people. But since Jesus, God has a people for God's temple. Now, a temple constructed of living stone has some wonderful advantages over one built of dead stone. The temple in Jerusalem was this impressive building. Some of its stones were over 400 tons. But it could only stay in one place. 
But a temple of living stone can move out, move out from Jerusalem and Judea and Sumeria to the very ends of the earth. The temple in Jerusalem was toppled and torn down stone by stone by the Romans in 70 AD. But the temple of Livingstone has survived every wrecking crew in history. It continues to grow larger with every year that passes. And there are wonderful benefits to being a living stone in God's temple. Peter points out that each one of us is a chosen stone. And he reminds us once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Not one of us is here by accident. We're gathered by the master builder who has a keen eye for precious stones. Once we were like rocks scattered among the nations, but now God has gathered us to be one. Once we were stones and rocks covered by the dirt of the world. Some of us had sharp edges, others were pretty rough. Some were chipped, others cracked. Some of us were rejected, tossed aside. Others of us were buried deep down. But the master builder came and saved us. God cleansed us and shaped us and smoothed us and set us into place. And though now we are sometimes still aware of our rough edges and our own imperfections, in God's eyes, we are chosen and precious stones in God's temple, all because of Christ. Along with the benefits of being a living stone in God's spiritual house, we also have a calling. We have a purpose. None of us can build God's temple, but we can offer ourselves so that God can build God's temple, God's kingdom through us. Unfortunately, if we're being honest, most of our time is spent building our own kingdoms. Every year, a town in Finland constructs a sprawling ice castle. 30 workers labor for three months to cut and shape ice blocks into a fortress with 13-foot walls that stretch for 1,650 feet. A castle spokesman says, we reckon this must be the world's most popular construction site. It features a theater, a playground, an art gallery, and a chapel that gets booked for weddings and baptisms. The theater has a seating capacity of 3,000, and it hosts concerts and musicals and modern dance and the popular opera, A Mall and the Night Visitors. And the price tag for that Crystal Palace? $1.1 million. Yet by mid-April, it will melt away. In this life, we invest our energy and our time and our finances in many worthy causes. We build up our careers and our marriages, our children, our community, our hobbies, activities, our favorite charities. And if we're honest, we also invest ourselves in some unworthy causes as well. 
But worthy or unworthy, good or bad, either way, the sobering reality is that one day everything we have built, all the castles and the kingdoms we have raised, will melt away. But we, as living stones in the temple of God, have an opportunity to invest in a cause that will never fade. We have an invitation to be a part of God's work here on earth. We have an offer to invest our time and our energy and our gifts and our finances in a cause that will last forever. The Apostle Peter says that God made us living stones in God's spiritual house so that we could be a holy priesthood. Notice that Peter didn't say the pastors are a holy priesthood, but that every single living stone is a priest. You are a priest. Now in Latin, they said priest was a pontifex, which means bridge builder. That's what they were called to do. Jesus is our great high priest. He built a bridge between heaven and earth, between God and humanity with the wood of his cross. But he also uses us to build bridges. As living stones, we get to be bridge builders, not barrier builders within this house of God. As stones fit together to form supporting walls, so we are invited to fit together. None of us should be missing, or the wall would be weak, the wall could tumble down. God invites you to build bridges within this house. And then says, go out and build bridges to those outside as well. So that more living stones can be added to my house. So how do we build a bridge? Peter's answer is this. He writes, by offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. So Thanksgiving is around the corner. It's not too far away. And if you have a frozen bird in your freezer, I think you're supposed to take it out before too long, right? Yeah, here's your reminder, your public service announcement. Set your alarm. Around Thanksgiving a few years ago, a radio commentator, Paul Harvey, shared a true story of a woman and her frozen turkey. The Butterball Turkey Company had set up a telephone hotline to answer questions about preparing holiday turkeys. And one woman called to inquire about cooking a turkey that had been in the bottom of her freezer for 23 years. <laughs> That's right. The Butterball representative told her the turkey would probably be safe to eat if the freezer had been kept below zero the entire 23 years. But the representative went on to warn her that even if the turkey was safe to eat, the flavor would probably have deteriorated to such a degree that she doesn't recommend eating it. And the caller replied, that's what I thought. We'll just give it to our church. God doesn't ask for animal sacrifices. <laughs> he doesn't want your frozen turkey. 
God asks for you. God asks for you to sacrifice some things. May these be our first fruits, the best of what we have to offer, not what's left from the bottom of our freezers from 23 years ago. God asks for an offering of time. Some of it spent kneeling in prayer, studying in worship, studying God's words, serving others. God asks for an offering of your skills and your talents, teaching children the scriptures, reaching out to youth, singing God praises, caring for the sick, helping the homeless. God asks for an offering of your words, sharing the good news of Jesus with friends and neighbors, sharing an, a, an encouraging word and a kind word, settling arguments, speaking words of wisdom and words of peace. God asks for an offering of your life, showing your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, your friends what it means to be a living stone who follows Jesus, the cornerstone. And yes, God asks for an offering of your finances. God gives us everything and then says, you keep 90%, just trust me with 10 and watch what I can build. Oftentimes when we speak to visitors here at Pinnacle, they remark about how beautiful our sanctuary is, how beautiful the campus is, they are impressive and they are beautiful. They're well thought out. They're a testament to the living stones that have been in this place for some 30 years. I'm grateful for this place because it allows us to gather here to worship, to learn, to grow, to find community. But hear me out. The best building project that Pinnacle has ever done was not the construction of our physical church. The best building project Pinnacle is involved in has not ended. It's what is being built right now, stone by stone, and will continue to be built up by God through the Holy Spirit. Christ, our cornerstone, has a lot to show our community and our world. And we're invited to be a part of this great work too. But only if we are willing to be living stones, stones that build bridges, and stones that offer sacrifices. Amen.